listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by Chloe Fisher and myself, Elodie Pullen. Join us as we blindly navigate and unpack the raw and often unspoken experiences of womanhood, grief, friendship, and everything in between. Encompassing all emotions, ugly and beautiful, we've made a promise for ourselves to find our shine and build a life of triumph and joy. Darling Shine is your survival kit to the unexpected shit life throws at you. Welcome to this week's episode. Elodie and I are going to be talking all things spiritual signs. Um, it's no secret that we are really into this. I feel like, I mean, I've I've been into it forever. Elodie, not so much. Um, <laughs> and I guess as of like the last few years, Elodie always looks at me. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you like well, things that I'm crazy about now? crystals and I'm like, darling, what, what are you, what the hell? <laughs> And like now, I've always seen psychics. I've seen many psychics in yeah, my time. Yeah, you actually. Okay, so I was never a person that wanted to go and see clairvoyance and figure out what was going to happen in my future. And all the girls would do that, and I'd be like, "That's so scary. Why do you want to know? Like, I just don't need to know that. It's like how I don't need to know the gender of my baby. Like, I just don't want to know things. Like, it's actually so interesting because I think how cool would it be? I mean, no. Imagine if I had gone to a psychic a few years ago and they said, "Oh, like when you're 28, some fucked up shit's going to happen to your life." Um, or they like preempted that something was going to happen to Champ or me, or I don't know. Yeah, interesting. I would have would have been interesting to see if someone had have picked that up. But to be honest, I used to not believe any of the shit because I'd be like, it's so broad. It's like when you read a star sign thing, and they're like, oh yeah, you're going through a big change in your life. You've got to make a decision, and it's like, yeah, everyone has to fucking make decision decisions. It could be about what we're doing for lunch today, or like something massive, and you can just Isn't make. Isn't it funny how star signs? Like, I love reading my star signs, and I love all that sort of stuff. But that's one thing I think is a little bit woo woo. Yeah, it like def- you, you always be able to find a, something in your life happening then that's yeah. like applies to that. I don't really believe in those like monthly ones, like this month, the Taurus sign, rah, rah, rah. But sometimes the overall, like the characteristics of certain signs and then like some of them have like full on split personalities or like you can either be this type of a Gemini or that type of a Gemini or something. I fully believe in, like I I, I do make sense of those, those things. And then yeah. when they say like, it's funny because my friend looks like Maddie Ralph, she loves star signs and she was looking into like, mine and chumpies and like our exact times that we were born and stuff and like apparently my Taurus my I don't I don't really know everything so I don't want to sound like an idiot by going into it too much but whenever I was born (laughs) and whenever chump was born our we have other star signs not just Taurus and Virgo and like they correlate perfectly and like yeah I think I think some star signs definitely are meant to get along and then I definitely know I don't really gel with some particular ones as well um, yeah, so I find that interesting, but not like those monthly things in like Dolly magazine. It's like, oh, this week, Leo. And you're like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so in general, I, I never believed in going to see people or finding out about the future or just, I wasn't into spirituality because I never had a mean, I didn't have a reason to be. And all of a sudden yeah. I'm, I was clutching at straws at the start going, what, what the f- like what has just happened, you know, chumps all of a sudden gone and I was seeing signs and there was things happening all around me and people were pointing out things all the time and I would have people coming up to me in the street, like literally I'd be at cafes and people would come up and be like, um, there's, I'm really drawn to your aura, there's, some, there's green light around you, there's something happening around you. Like literally people would come up and say things like that and talk to me about some sort of presence or energy surrounding me and 
it was straight after Trump passed away and it just, energy just does not lie. And I I learned that really quickly. Um, And it's not even about seeing like, you know, I see orbs and things all the time. And now I distinguish whether it's like an actual light orb from the sun or whether it's like a real actual orb. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but for a minute there, we thought every orb was, yeah, we thought every was, bird and every orb and every whale or every wave that crashed was chumpy <laughs> because, you know, we wanted to. Oh. But now it's just this knowing. Like I don't – my mum still says to me like, oh, what signs have you been getting lately? And I'm like, I, I – these things pop up all the time and I'll be with people but I will, I don't even say it out loud anymore. I just go in my head, hello, chump, like you're there, I love you. I just know that whatever I just saw – or whatever I just felt was a sign, and I do not question it. You know when you you know when you go with your gut, what you know is what you know, and you just believe it to be true. And you don't. I used to try and be like, oh my god, but look at this, right, right, and try and convince people almost. And now I just I um when when my grandma passed away in Bali after my wedding, oh. I was like on the way to the the hospital and. The I, and I still believe at this time it was like ten fifty or whatever, and then we got there and she literally passed away so soon after we got to the hospital. We all pretty much saw it all happen, and I still believe to this day that like her time of death was eleven eleven, mm. and I actually got it tattooed on my wrist while we're in Bali. And I often, whenever I'm feeling lost, will be like, "Hey, if you're up there and you're looking out for me, can you show me a sign?" And that day, I will see. 11 11 yeah on like i'll see it on either on my phone or on like the car radio or something like that yeah. both times like 11 11 in the morning 11 mm. 11 at night and i'm like wow that that for me those signs are real i know i love the 11 11 ones sometimes i um i think that i see 11 11 all the time because it's because i'm always on my fucking phone all the time or sometimes something really cool will happen at 11.11. Like when I was selling my van last week, the lady messaged me at 11.11 about coming to pick it up and she said like she she was spiritual and she was like this just feels right and stuff and she sent me like one of these, one of the messages when we were negotiating stuff. It came in at 11.11. It was kind of like her signing, like saying I'm going to come, I'm going to get it, like it's happening, just transferred the deposit kind of thing. And it came in at 11.11 and she'd already told me she was spiritual and I was like, See that shit's just that I can't I ignore that. that. Eleven yeah. eleven is a hundred percent a recurring number for me. Yeah. And apparently meant to it meant to mean that you're on the right track. But yeah, know. oh no, I yeah, I believe that one for sure. And I think um, I I've experienced this so much, and I don't need, like again, I, I barely talk about it anymore. I just don't even need to tell anyone because I just have this such a strong knowing, like I just know it to be true. But my blood runs warm. I'll get goosebumps and I will just all of a sudden know Chump's right here. And it happens all the time. I'll be with someone or I'll be alone or I'll be wherever or I'll be at home. Like it doesn't matter where or when or what I'm around, whether I'm in nature or not, and I just know he's right there. And sometimes I'll, I'll honestly feel that he's not there and I'll be like, he's, he's, he's just not with me right now. But sometimes I'll just have this overwhelming like power or energy around me and I just absolutely know and there's just no doubt in my mind and I don't even need to talk about it or tell anyone. It's just like a, a knowing now, which is really cool. I've I've just learnt so, so much. Like I've, I've just like I'm way more in tune. I never used to – Trump used to always talk about energies and like, oh, I didn't like – I didn't feel that person like, 
you know, they, they had a bad feeling about them and I'd be like, what the fuck, they seem nice. I don't know what you're talking about. Like he was very vibey with like sensing, yes. you know, always been like in tune with ha- how someone or so something you- makes him feel and I'm doing that now. I'm very, very in tune now. Like I second, so I, I think about every, I feel everything out. I'm not just like. I'm way more observant and like in touch these days, which I'm just loving. <laughs> Do you, um, <laughs> so you don't feel like he's at at your house more so than being out outdoors. Um, I definitely feel like, like when yeah, whenever I'm at home, particularly in my room, like places where I feel really calm and safe, is when I feel like he's with me. Um, but yeah, often when yeah. I'm at the beach or just out in nature doing things. I just feel he's around me or I just feel like I'm being guided. I just feel like I'm doing the right thing. Like sometimes if I'm having actual having so much fun or doing something fun that and and like part of me could sometimes be like, oh, why am I doing this? Like I feel guilty. How come he's gone and I'm living and I'm actually having a genuine laugh right now and things like that. I'll, I'll all of a sudden feel like, no, he's happy for me. He wants this. He's with me. He's he's guiding this yeah. like I know he would be. He doesn't want me sitting at home fucking crying all the time. Like I need to have my breaks. I need to have my balance. <laughs> it's healthy to yeah. grieve and it's so, healthy to live. Like through your so grief. Do you, can you give us? Can you give us some like specific examples of when you've felt his presence or people that like have told you that they've mm. felt or, or dreamt or so? Know, oh yeah. Sort of okay. So like so. Oh god, there's so many. Okay, one that happened the other day, which I loved, and I don't think I've actually told you this one, Chloe. So Chump's parents have been in town. They're not overly, like, spiritual or, like, kind of like I was before, just, you know, didn't have to think about it, didn't didn't care about it, so not super open about this stuff. So I'm always trying to say to Chump's dad, like, he's with us, and Chump's dad's like, I hope he is. I don't know if he is, but, like, he, like you know, hopefully. I'm like, he is, I promise. Anyway, so it was his birthday the other day, Chump's dad's birthday, so Chris's birthday. We were driving back from Cabaret to King's to um, – we're driving from Cabaret to Casuarina. There's, like, this road. And it was Chris's birthday and M, Chump's sister, called up on the phone and we were all talking in the car to M. And then all of a sudden Chris pulls over and he's like, oh, I've just got to run back and grab something. There's something glimmering in the middle of the road, which is so random. I thought he was picking up some litter to put it in the bin. So pulled over on, like we're not, we're on like a, not a highway, but like a, a fast street, quickly pulls over while we were talking to Em on the phone. And she's like, happy birthday, Dad. Pull over and he, he runs out and comes back with an axe that he picked up from the middle of the road, like a like a tomahawk, a tomahawk axe thing. And I'll, I'll just Trump explain. Tattooed. Yeah, so Chump has an axe tattooed on his ribs, like a big axe wow. on his chest. He actually... Axe is a, an axe is a symbol for him. Like he loves the Vikings and he channels that when he snowboards, like when he's competing. And an axe is like a real symbol of like battle and perseverance for Chump. And um, yeah, he just takes on that energy. So he got an axe tattooed on his ribs, and he also that is so wild. Literally, we have an axe in the garage that he carved out with his dad um, last it's February, and God. he made his own axe, and it's really pretty, and it's hung up in our garage and stuff, and. So Chris took this axe and he's going to go home and do the same thing with it, like polish it up and carve it out and make it oh look really God. pretty. But um, So what did he think after that? So he came back to the car and just hopped in and kept driving and I was like, wow, what the fuck? He just found an axe. Like that's nuts. That's a sign. And it wasn't 
I mean, we probably didn't, I didn't go on and on about it. I wasn't like, guys, that was massive. Like, I think that was a really big sign. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I think we did talk, like we, we, we talked about it and that, that day after, like, you know, on the phone with Em and then later on during the week, like kept kind of bringing that moment up and they were kind of like, yeah, like that is, that is crazy. Like what are the chances? Like literally it could have been knife or a piece of rubbish or like a little glimmery sardine on the road or something like that's not a sign I don't know what is that is so hectic so did he bring the axe down to Eden yeah so now yeah I know it's intense so now Chris has the axe and he's bringing it down to Eden and he's gonna like carve it up and make like the same kind of axe that Chumpy made um with his dad last time he was in Eden like last Feb so just a few months before a gift sent from an angel literally a Chumpy angel you better (laughs) believe it no, honestly, and um, other signs that I've been getting late. Well, no, yeah, smells have. Lots of people said to me when Chump pers- first passed away, um, smells are a really strong spot. Uh, oh my gosh, smells are a really strong sign from spirits. Keep your eye, uh, keep your nose out for oh smells. And I, it out. <laughs> oh, so I was like, oh, I'm not getting these smells, but lately I'll be like lying in bed and I'll just wake up in the morning and I'll smell like a waft of chumps cologne and it really baffles me the smells one because I know that I am a hundred percent not physically smelling his cologne it's actually not possible but what is clearly happening is he's planting in my brain like this scent and I'm like visual I'm like imagining this smell or something just ever so randomly, like I'll just literally be like, oh, my God, I just I can smell his smell, his cologne, and then it goes, and then as soon as I realise, it kind of goes away and I'm like going, oh, God, where is it, where is it, where is it? But I realise he's just sent me like this reminder that he's always there. That's that's literally what it is because there's obviously that's no right. smell. That's not possible. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. – but he's, he's putting the smell in my head or however it works – um, and it's just like a the biggest reminder that he is just right there, like right with me. Aww. And another massive one that's been happening lately, which I love because the, and this keeps happening like all the time. People, people that know me, like good friends, like Lucy messaged me the other day and was like, oh, I just woke up and had this dream about Chump. And I've had this from recently from April and Luke Munro. Um, a bunch, a bunch of our friends are always like, I had this dream about Chump, but then also a bunch of strangers always message me on Instagram being like, I know this is so weird. I don't know you, but I've just had this dream about Chump last night. And the dream goes, it's always basically the same. What? Yeah, it's always basically the same dream. I'm honestly not kidding you. So he's always either at the beach or at at like on a rock Mm -hmm. at, at a waterfall or something or at the beach on a rock. And he's either got a guitar or doesn't. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. So, yeah, he, it's always the same setting, like he's in nature and he's always really calm and doing this chuckle and um, it's just amazing. Chuckle. Yeah, like this chumpy chuckle, like a bit like, like oh yeah, so, so Lucy was like I went up and I was like, Chump, Chump, where, what? Oh, my God, how are you? Where have you been? And this same thing happened to Amanda Johnson recently too. Like this, honestly, Lucy and Amanda told me like the exact story and I was like, I believe this. Like they're not making this shit up. They don't even know each other, those two. Okay. And um, they're like, Chump, are you okay? Where have you been? What's been happening? And he's just like kind of this really lighthearted, really easygoing energy. And he's just like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Honestly, I'm all good. 
like and he's just got this really pure calmness about him and they're like come come on chump like come back and he's just kind of doing this chuckle and he's just in so much at ease kind of and he's just like I can't I can't but I'm right here I'm right here with you but I can't come with you physically but I'm here and um that's basically the overall message and it's funny, like last um, April was saying how he said something like, I've been surfing heaps and I'm I'm getting really good. Like I've been really working on like certain, I don't know, something like certain things about surfing or my surfing's really improving or something, which is such like a Stop thing it. Chump would say. Like most guys would be like, oh, I've just been surfing heaps. It's been ripping. But Chump is very much like, so yeah, like very much analysing certain things about like, I don't know, that turn or, you know, and it was funny that, and she messaged me saying that I was like, that is such a thing he would say. But no, so the gist of it goes, he's in nature. He's either got a guitar or doesn't, which is great because I, I just can't see him any other way. And he's just doing this lighthearted chuckle and I know the exact laugh that he'd be doing, just really easy going, it's okay, it's okay, don't worry about me kind of thing. And saying he's right there with us and I just believe it through and through. Um, funnily enough, I don't have... I, like I think I dream all the time, but I don't wake up and remember them and I've never been that kind of person. I don't know if I already told this this part, but when I was in Yamba, I woke up on the last day we were in Yamba around my birthday and I woke up and I just instantly wanted to call Chump in the morning and then I went to call him. This is just recently. So like I just woke up and I was like, oh, Chump, we've got to talk to him. And I realised I was just with him and I was trying to like – quickly because I just pretty much opened my eyes in the morning I was trying to quickly grab the memories that I'd just been having because I'd obviously just come out of a dream where I was with him and it was just all escaping me so quickly like to the point where yeah it just I couldn't remember a thing but I just knew I was just with him in my in my dreams so often I'll sometimes I'll get that but I don't remember specifics about dreams like I've never been one of those people that remembers dreams but I have no doubt that I'm 24 7 dreaming of him but no, when other people yeah. tell me about their dreams and they're all the same, it's just, it's it makes my heart warm and fuzzy. And the fact that he's in peace in everyone's dream, like imagine if I was hearing dreams, oh, Chump seems stressed or he seems sad or, you know, I'd just oh, fucking die. So he seems like yeah. he's very calm, good energy about him and, yeah, looking after us and he seems very close to us. So. Which, yeah. I know that also Chris Enneba had an experience on the way to the actual funeral. Do you want to talk us oh, through that? Oh, how weird was that? Okay. So pretty much Chris Enneba, our good mate, was kind of like the MC of the funeral that day. So like what the priest would have been doing if, like, I don't know, yeah, the person who ran the funeral. Um, And he, him and Laura and Karina and Jake, so four of our good friends, were on the way to the funeral from Byron Bay. They reckon they hopped in a cab at 11.11 and the, the Uber driver told them this later. They were like, I, he was, oh, gosh, I don't know how to tell this story. So anyway, so they hopped in this cab and then a few minutes later, Chris Enneva's like looking out the window being like, because he was a bit nervous, you know, about the day he's about to run the whole funeral. And he was like in his head, come on, like, chump, like let's get through this day, like give me a sign kind of thing. He's not spiritual like at all. And, um, the Uber driver suddenly goes, hey, guys, I know this is weird. I'm an Uber driver, but um, I'm also a psychic medium and there's a spirit in the car with us right now. And they oh, were like. here in his story again. I oh, know. Wow. How weird is it? Yeah. And they were like, oh, wow. Um, okay. Tell us about it. 
And he goes, I knew I had to pick you guys up. I picked, I saw it come in at 11.11. I thought I had to have to go pick these guys up. He goes, there's a really strong presence in the car and he's saying good luck um, and thank you wow. and everything's going to be okay. And and the Uber driver's like, why, why, is, why is this person saying good luck? Like where are you guys off to today? And then it was like we're going to his funeral and I'm the MC, so he's obviously giving me good luck. And then. Yeah, the guy was saying he um he's at peace. I think he passed away in the ocean, um, something like that. And then there was not too much more. And basically when they pulled up at the funeral, um, the Enova and Karina and Jake and Laura got out of the car and I must have pulled up with Chump's family like right next to the Uber driver and the Uber driver must have been waiting to see if he could get another ride or he was just sitting in the car and um, – he called Enova back the next day and said, when you guys hopped out of the car, I stayed in the car, like, you know, just fucking around in the car, just waiting. And this girl got out wearing all white and of the car next to me, and that was me. And he said, the spirit in the car said, that's my partner and that's my dog and I'll be talking to everyone today at the funeral through Rummy, my dog. Um, so... He gave us that knowledge the next day, which was crazy because at the funeral, I hope this makes sense what I'm saying. I feel like I'm not telling the story very good, but at the funeral, Rummy was like, honestly, do you remember her? Like she yeah, she, she was, was running up to every, like she was not she normal was like Rummy. She was with everyone. Like she wasn't like just, not that she like didn't want to be by your side. She was like with everyone that mm. she could be with. Like it was crazy. It was weird. Usually, it was like erratic, erratic yeah. behaviour. Usually Rummy's like really calm by my feet, barely moves, not overly social. But like whoever would be up on stage, if they were like saying a, a eulogy and like crying, Rummy would run up and jump up on them. And then he went and she, oh, she went and, yeah, she on. ran up to Baden after he played and doesn't know Baden at all and said thanks to Baden, like jumped on him and yeah, just, just things like that. And Rummy's always, I'm, I'm seeing that Rummy's always, like channeling chump, I think. Like she'll randomly just be looking oh, into thin air sometimes and me and mum will be like, what's she staring at? We can't get her attention and she's fixated on something invisible right in front of her and I'm just like, I know chump's there. And like mm. little so things. Wild. I'm like so intrigued by people that are able to work with spirits and stuff like that. Like I just actually – um. I'm so open to it and, like, I want to learn so much about it. Like, I wish that I had those powers. I actually started this um, this course in Brisbane, a healing course, and I didn't get to finish it because I came over to the States. But basically I had this, like, um, encounter with Chompy as well, which was the first time I've ever um, actually had, like, a, a spirit encounter. And I, I, we, I it was, like, a two-day workshop and I was, it was, we were learning our, like, reiki and ashati and like a few different energy um mm. like healing things i'm sorry i can't explain it because i didn't finish the course i didn't really know how to talk about it but <laughs> basically on the day we had to go through this meditation and basically they like guided us through i did a whole day at the start didn't really kind of didn't really feel that much there's other people in the room that were like wow that was so moody and i like felt this i felt this whereas i was just like yeah i didn't really feel much and then the second day we went into this meditation basically we had to close our eyes and we had to, they guided us down like these stairs and we're in this like garden and we were like all these different things 
And then they basically like, you're going to go through this door and like, it's going to bring up a lot of traumas and stuff like that. And basically when I went in, it was black for me. It was completely black. Like I saw nothing. And then all of a sudden I saw all these time pieces and clocks and watches and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? This is so bizarre. Anyway, then the, the, the person that was guiding us through was like, we want you to call in spirits now. And I, before I had even got the opportunity to call specifically to Chumpy, I'm not even, like, I'm not lying here. He was literally sitting in front of me. And I called Elle as soon as I walked out of this because I was so tripped Mm. out by it. But, yeah, he was, and I, he was talking to me. It was my voice, but it was, it was him. Like, I wasn't, what I was saying to myself wasn't coming out of my brain or out of my mouth. I actually haven't told anyone this. I've only told you this. Yeah, so it was coming out of my mouth but it was his words and he was basically, like you said, telling me that like he's okay and he's like he's in a good place, like he obviously would prefer to be here but like he's not in any sort of pain and and then he went on to say like he wanted me to like really look after you and the baby and like he's so excited. Like we just had this full fucking conversation and it makes me like I'm like feel like I'm going to cry just thinking about it because it was so unbelievably real and I'm really devastated that I didn't actually get to finish this course because obviously yeah. it's like you know you, you some people are born with it but some people I think that you can learn about like different spirit like activations and which is where I was going down that track and it was just so unbelievably interesting and it was so devastating to have to leave that like room that I was in essentially and leave him there. It was just so bizarre. Um, I remember that. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm such a believer in all this, all this stuff. And I know some people don't believe, but like, I think it's just a matter of being so open to it. Like, and and some people are so talented at what they do, like Mm. that driver. Um, I'm, that story still blows me away though. I honestly I still cannot can't believe. believe it. And for that, that was like one of the first massive ones because that was like two weeks after he's he passed away and that was just like a huge, for me, I was just like, okay, I can't, I literally can't ignore this stuff. Like that is so real. It's not me thinking up a thing in my head and yeah. saying it. It's like no, my I, friend's I, telling I, me. I fully am there for you because I, mm. I, I experienced something like that. And, like, up until then I actually had never experienced anything like that. Like I, I'm always open to everything, but yeah. that was like I can't explain it. It was legitimately I could see him in front of my face. It was wow. so wild. And that. he was talking to me. Yeah. So I, like. But I, I, you, you also did a, you got a sign. Well, he actually sent a sign to um, one of our friends called Avalon. Um, do you yeah. want to tell that story of oh the, the song? song? So I'll tell the story about the song first. So one of my good friends. So Avalon's actually my doula. She's lovely. Um, she's going to be my doula at birth and I didn't know this yet, but she, one of our mutual friends reached out and said, you really have to talk to this girl. She's this lady, she's in Burley and she's got a message for you. And I called her straight away and I was like, Hey, don't know you, but apparently you've got a message for me. She was like, yes, come, come here right now. I'm not, I hope I haven't already told this story on the podcast, but, um, so 
I went over to her house and she said, look, there's been this spirit that's been on my back for months and I've been trying to ignore it because when I'm not working, I don't want to be bothered. Like she's like, I've got a few kids, I've got a family, like I'm actually really busy. If I'm if I'm working and being, you know, with a client, I'll channel someone or I'll get messages. But it's annoying when spirits come at me and she blocks, she blocks them out. But she was like, this one was so persistent and like a really lovely spirit, but just really strong and she just couldn't ignore him. So she just kind of let it let him come in. And he basically over time was writing this song and all these she's not a poet, she she's not a writer, she's not a lyricist, she's not a musician at all. But all these lyrics kept coming into her head so she started writing them down started writing them down and it was happening over a few weeks and eventually she just she was getting frustrated because the song kept slightly changing and it's so like chumpy to to, he's such a perfectionist it's so like him to be like tweaking little things for ages and like you know so then one day she was like all right mate let's sit down you I'll give you half an hour let's smash this song out like get it get it down let's go because I can't just keep coming in and out of this connection with you. Like, let's just get this out of the way and I'll give it to the person that you want to give it to. (laughs) She figured out, I think, yeah, through our mutual friend, figured out that it must have been for me. And it's so funny because Avalon can't, she's not a singer, she's not a musician at all, but she wrote wrote this whole song down. It's such chumpy kind of words and like the tune, yeah, anyway, it's crazy because she actually sung it in an audio note to me and she was so embarrassed. She was like, I can't sing, but like like, I need you to know the riff, like the tune. So here it is and, whoa, it was such a chumpy kind of song and the words were like very... I should, I think I want to maybe keep it private, but it was, it was about a new baby coming into the world. And there was like, it was saying how he's all around me and there's things in my tummy, like butterflies in my tummy. And it was when I just like just fallen pregnant, was just going through my second round of IVF. And um, the riff is just such a chumpy tune. Like, yeah, I need to actually get When you read it to me, I was like, I got goosebumps. Like it, there's no, yeah. no second guessing that one. There's like no mm. doubt in my mind that that wasn't written. And like was, that wasn't him. Like that was him 100%. The song was very in line with his other music and Avalon had no idea he was a musician and I was like, yeah, like, like all of the, his other. paragraphs were like short and sweet. Yeah, it was very much like a chump, just completely written solely by Chump and it was so real. I couldn't believe it. Avalon's like, "There's, I've never written a song or a poem. Like I, I couldn't just think of these lyrics. I couldn't make them up. And, yeah, so that was honestly wild. Anyway, so I went home and I was like, Mum, this is when Mum was living at my house. I was like, listen to what just happened. Mum was a little bit like, oh, I don't understand why you have to, why you get these signs from other people. Why can't he just send the song to you and you get the song? And, you know, it's annoying that he has to go through other people kind of thing. Like, and, and I was like, yeah, I know. Like, I wish I was maybe more psychic or something. But then I, I think I spoke to someone about this and I was like, I wish I could channel him like really strongly and get these direct messages just straight away to me. So there's no middlemen. And I forget who I was talking. It actually might've been Avalon. And um, she was saying, yeah, but imagine if, like, because imagine if I just said to you, Chloe, oh, um, Chump just wrote me a song, like I got it in my head last night. Like, yeah, here it is. I've written it down. You'd be like, mate, yeah. you're gone bonkers. Like, no. Yeah. You, you're, no just, you're just I making this it. shit up. And I think <laughs> a lot of the time, apparently with psychics, and I, yeah, 
I, I've heard this a bunch of times with mediums. If if a loved one of a medium dies, apparently they'll often send messages to other people. They won't go directly to that person. Um, really? Yeah. Funnily enough, and I don't know if it's so that it's more real, like, or just so it's not like they they don't think they're going mad or. Just I don't know if that's how the spirits work. They kind of go through other people or they go to people that they know will get the message across. Mm. There's something just so amazing when someone calls you and he's like, you have to speak to this person. They've got a message for you. I'm just like, I just, I love it. And I also mm. get, um, I know it's funny because at the start before I was pregnant, when, but I did have the sperm. So I did know I was going to try to make this happen. I was getting messages from strangers who were really touched by my story and Lots of them were like, I know this is so random, but I've just had a dream about you and you're with a baby in the dream or I've had a dream with Chumpy and this baby or something like that. And and obviously I wouldn't go back and tell them like what my plans were, but, yeah, it's just so weird. I just believe. People are yeah, for sure. So the the dream thing's massive, um, but that, that song one just honestly blew my socks off. I could not believe it. I actually need to get Chump's sister's a musician as well. She's amazing. And, or her voice is incredible. So I really should get her to like recreate that song that Avalon um, mm. got from Chump. That'd, that'd be, be really, good. That'd be really cool. Um, but, yeah, what? so from your grandma, Chloe, you've, you've had little things here and there. Yeah, I mean, I like going – Again, with that psychic um, kind of experience, uh, well, not psychic, sorry, the the healing course that I did, I did reach out to her as well and she came to me. And I mean, look, both of them told me that they were in a good place and that they, they were okay and, like, that, mm. you know, that sort of stuff. Um, but I'm, I've seen, like, my grandma and, like, little bits and pieces passing. Like, I actually... Um, had a session with Avalon um, one day after Elodie had seen her and she connects to spirit babies. Basically I went in and I had this session and I laid there and she lit, lit incense and candles and crystals and chanted and did all this stuff and she guided me through. Basically she talks you through what she's seen and, like, she doesn't know anything about me really. And basically she saw a little girl but when when we went through she went she taught me through we went through like this like jungle basically and she was like you're a warrior and I was just like making myself like Tarzan and Jane like, wow. like walking through the jungle like as like she's like no you're an actual full-on warrior and like so and then I got this tree and basically at the base of this tree my grandma was she's like there's this old woman there have you like lost a like basically my grandma yeah mm. I, I had no doubt that it wasn't her and she said and in her hands is a little baby girl and I had to go over there and like this is just me kind of laying there and imagining what she's telling me and it was so real like I got my got my little baby out of her arms and like I held her and I nurtured her and I loved her and then we like went out into this field and like she's like she wants you to pick her some sunflowers and like then she kind of like grew up to like a, a child mm. and I was so connected to this baby. It was just so insane what I was getting from this session. And then it was probably about an hour long. Um, and then at the end, Avalon was like, it's time to leave. Like you need to leave, like you need to leave her now. Um, mm. 
and it was just heavy. I just remember like crying, like just so upset because I was like, I don't want to leave her. Like she's, Mm. and then, but yeah, my grandma was very much a part of that. And I, I truly believe like she's around me. Like the 11, 11 thing is massive for me. I, when we fell pregnant after my wedding, she then passed away and then I ended up having a miscarriage and it was all around her funeral. And I feel like that first baby that I lost was a hundred, it is a hundred percent up there with her. And then the second baby that I lost, we, it was pretty much on her birthday, which is crazy. Well, the first, like then the other one, the IUI that I lost was at her year passing. And then yeah, the, la- the latest miscarriage I had was on her birthday. So there's so much weird connection with my grandmother and I often ask for her and I ask for Charmby to send me signs and majority of the time it will come through as 11-11 to me. I think, I, yeah, I think that's so beautiful and what we know for sure is we get warm, relaxed signs from Chumpa, Chumpy, Chumpy, Chump, Chumpy and Grandma and there's no doubt that the babies that you've lost are with Grandma and she's looking after them and Chumpy for I know, sure. We often, we often ask. All too um, correlated. We often, we, we often ask them both to help me with this baby situation but they're, They're busy at the moment, I think. Maybe they're a bit greedy and they're just like, no, we want the babies here. Yes, fully. (laughs) I know. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I'm very much at the moment I even said to Elodie the other day, oh, actually, I I had a session with this psychic called Psychic Fatini and she's on all over Instagram. A lot of people have, like, sent me her details. Um, But I, I actually did have a session with her quite a few I don't know, a few months back. Anyway, basically what she did, she did, she does these cleanse, like remote cleanses. So she doesn't have to be with you, but she does them for houses that can't sell and like mm. all these different stuff. So she did a pregnancy cleanse for me. And it was so crazy because the, she's actually done two for me now. The first one she did, I was with you at your house. And I was like, I felt my energy being like literally sucked out of my body. Like I, yeah. I didn't know what time of the day she was doing. I didn't know anything about it, but she sends you like a little photo of like this little thing. I don't know. It's like a little silver thing. And then she writes your name on it and then she burns this stuff. Wow. I'm not really sure. It's I'm not, don't, I don't really understand it, but <laughs> basically <laughs> it did. It made, it, it, it created a shift. Mm. And then I guess I, Maybe a month later, she's like, I want to do a follow-up one. So we did another follow-up one, but she didn't even tell me that she was doing this one. And I hit her up this one day and I was like, oh, my God, I feel so mentally and emotionally drained. Like, has anything happened from your end? Like, do you feel anything? She's like, oh, I actually did another cleanse for you yesterday, which was crazy because I, I literally felt it without even knowing that she was doing it. And then I got on and I had a reading from her and she we did like a full reading where she like pulls cards and everything like that as well. And she said a lot of things that 100%, like I didn't tell her anything, like a lot of things that were 100% true. And then she also made a prediction that I was going to be pregnant within two months and it was going to be a boy. Whoa, Whoa. I actually fully forgot that it was going to be a boy. Okay, so, yeah, it, it was going to be a boy. And this is when I had just done a round of IV. Yeah, round of IBF around that time when she was doing the reading. And so when I, when, just before I fell pregnant the most recent time, I was saying earlier, I'm like, this is all bullshit. Like it's like like two months is a pretty specific number. Yeah. Like to give someone that's been struggling to conceive a specific window of two months, yeah. that's, that's pretty crazy. So she gave me a two-month window and it was probably approaching the two months, the end of the two months, maybe like two days out, found out that I was pregnant. 
And now we've Obviously. recently found out it was a boy. Which and now we've recently found out it was a boy. So wow. I'm obviously still not pregnant, but she fully predicted that. And that, like, that's what I said to Paul. Like, that's a pretty big call to tell someone that they're in yeah. two months. Like, yeah. So I, yeah, I'm going to, I actually said to Elodie the other day, I really want to get on and I want to have another reading or I want to see another psychic because I'm in like a bit of a weird place at the moment and I just need a little bit of clarity. I need to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I want someone to like re- a bit of reassurance. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to try and get on to another There'd psychic. There'd be some cool people in LA or like, that you could see for sure. There'd be yeah. some crazy woo-woo people over there. I want to, I definitely want to get into doing, so, I want to like go do like a ritual or like do oh some like go do like a, I'm not going to go and like take that weird shit in the jungle. Like no, I'm going to do that. Dying, a, when I'm not before. pregnant or breastfeeding one day, I'm dying to go and get into some sort of plant medicine or psychedelic and just have a little well, trip out with chum. I don't think, it's not really what I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's, I, I, I oh, want to have an experience. I don't really know what that experience is, but, like, that's, like, my next step. Like, I need to, like, tap into some other sort of, like. Apparently um, you might be gone for five minutes, but you feel like you're gone for, like, a weekend and you're just in, like, having this adventure, like, with, like, hopefully I could just go and have this adventure with Chump. Like, he could just take me on this full-on adventure. And I feel like I'm gone for days and we're just together being us again and it's just the best. Just did you end up watching that? Did you watch that group episode? Yeah, Netflix? yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Of the scary. Yeah, yeah I know. Nuts. So I want to do <laughs> something like that. But like, yeah, when the time is right and safely, everyone, do not try this at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a safe environment, you have to get a good, like a mentor to, you know, to coach you through it and like do a special ritual and everyone here. So just to preface yeah, that. I'm not going to go out um, and just like make it up myself. You know what's cool though? Um, I love when I hear this. So Lottie and I are always talking like about how we think our boys are together and me and her just connect so well. I'm always just like I, whenever we talk, I'm always like, oh, my God, how the fuck are we such close friends and we're both going through this? Like I don't understand how this has happened to both of our lives. And then I realised we've actually met since – like I forget that we've only just really met and we're now bonding because we're both widows and we're both in the same position. Um, because I, I literally, we are, I feel like we've known each other for years. I feel like I look at Ben and I look at Chumpy and I feel like they've known each other for years and that we've all been like this little awesome foursome together. Um, so I feel like we've for sure been together in past lives, like as a us for just all being friends. Yeah. Um, Lottie photoshopped us four into like a photo together and it looked so real. I was like, oh my God, how fun was that holiday? We look like we're having a hell time. <laughs> like literally just, it just seemed so, yeah, real. Um, but no, I asked Avalon last time I was with her, I said, is Chumpy with anyone? Like who is Chumpy with? And she said, he's with a curly, really thick curly brown hair guy. And Ben has like thick curly brown locks, like Hagrid hair. And I went and told Lottie that. And then next time she saw Rebecca, do you know, you remember Rebecca who we've both seen? She yeah. is by, I like, book, by the way, Rebecca, I booked in to see Rebecca like three months ago and I couldn't get in until February next year. So Becky, if you're listening, get us in, please. <laughs> We're sick of the yeah. waiting list. I know I keep recommending people like, widows and stuff or widowers that contact me I'm like you have to see Rebecca and they come back to me and they're like mate Rebecca doesn't have a spot until next December I just booked it in anyway yeah you just got to book it in and go on her wait list but um I won't even give out Rebecca's number because she's obviously way too like she's she's over it she doesn't she's too booked up um 
imagine how drained she'd be like you just constantly. That's, that's Rebecca's the one that, oh, I, I saw Rebecca maybe because my mum used to work for Rebecca before you even knew who she was, like How funny maybe like 10 years ago. And I had this session with Rebecca when just, just before or just when I had met Paul, it was probably around this time, maybe like nine yes, or 10 years right. ago. And I was like, am I going to, like, what's the go, like, with this new guy? Like, And she literally said to me, she said, you're going to, you're going to end up getting married to this person. You're going to have homes all over the world. You're going to travel. Like you're not going to be in one position wow. like for, for, for long. Like you're literally yeah. going to be um, all around the world. I homes. remember she said and, something to you like he's going to be a star. And so you were thinking like a footy player or a. Yeah, like, he, he you know. literally was a surfer at the time. Yeah. He wasn't even DJing. And so she's like, I just can't quite put my, like he's going to be a personality. Like he's going yeah. to be something, but I just can't. She couldn't put her finger on the DJ because he hadn't even thought about that himself yet. But, yeah, it was like, yeah, crazy. It, it was weird because now looking at it now, I'm like, no, I don't live in one spot. I live all over the world. And, like, True. she, that's now, yeah, it's wild. Love but that's that. the same Rebecca as Elodie saw. Amazing. And it just is a coincidence. Becky. Yeah, so Lottie, then I got Lottie to see Rebecca over FaceTime and she said to Rebecca, who, oh, sorry, oh, I don't know if it was Rebecca or not. Anyway, Lottie, Lottie, Rebecca didn't know that Lottie and me were friends. Lottie contacted Rebecca separately and she said, Who who's Ben with? And she replied saying uh, she was trying to say, she said, like, he's with a guy called Alice or Alex or she was trying to say Alex. Or she did end up saying Alex and she just guessed Alex. And it's funny because no one calls him Alex. Like I just because I'm always a bit spectacle when I hear, like, I'm like, oh, well, he, she could have found your Instagram and figured out where friends and then guessed Chumpy or something. But to say Alex was just so, like, 100% no doubt. Like, who the hell guesses Alex? Like, no one even knows that that's his name, you know? Yeah, so that's crazy. I love knowing that the boys are together because they would just get along so well. I just feel like I could go on and on forever. There's there's story after story here. Um. I should write, like, I need to write them all down. I just, it's it's funny yeah. how I, I need to have a list. But anyway, I'm just thinking of you new ones. Um, but Maddie Owens had, for, our friend Maddie Owens from school had a dream a week, exactly a week before Chump's accident that what happened to him happened in her dream. And I only heard about this after, but apparently that morning a week before she woke up frantically going, why did I just have a dream that Chumpy just died and it was in the ocean? And essentially the exact same thing that happened to him happened in her dream a week earlier. And she quickly went on Instagram, checked my stories and stuff. And I had just posted stuff about me and Chump. And so she was like, oh, thank God he's alive and he's fine. Like, wow, that was the craziest dream ever. And then for like a week later for that exact thing to happen, I just, yeah, yeah, absolutely crazy. And I can't, I can't speak for that, honestly, because it's it's hard for me to fathom or to say out loud that maybe this was somehow always going to happen or um, meant to happen or I don't know. I just ha- I hate to think that way, but maybe there is something about predestiny and not that he knew he was going to go or, you know, may, like maybe he was always going to go early in life or something. Like they do say legends die young and, yeah, he seems to be such a strong spirit up there and I 
I actually don't now that it now that I've realized it and had my own experiences with it I I actually don't expect anything less from him because he was such a strong massive presence in real life that now that he's gone I feel him right beside me all the time and he comes through so strong I just yeah. Like I, I shouldn't really be confused. I, I have to keep reminding myself, like, of course he is. Like he was chumpy. Like, yeah, of course he's going to come through like that crazy strong angel that he was. He's pretty crazy. So yeah, it, it definitely gives well, me a lot of great. comfort. And I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know. Like I talk about this with Lottie and it's so true. Like if you're going through something massive like this, how come you wouldn't allow yourself to be open to things like this or at least just let it in a little bit and and see what happens like I actually can't ignore it if I tried not I didn't try to ignore it but I just I'm quite realistic but I couldn't ignore it if I tried because the songs the signs are so prevalent and I'd be stupid I'd be so ignorant to just be like oh shut up no that uber ride didn't happen like you guys you know like every little thing that people are telling me so the fact that I believe it and the fact that I just have this knowing that he's around me gives me so much comfort and I just feel guided and I just feel it makes me feel so much stronger and I know I'm going to survive and I know I'm going to be like okay and I sound I feel weird even saying I'm going to be okay like I I just I don't know how I shouldn't be okay um how can I live without him kind of thing but I just have this overwhelming sense of I I just knowing and it's because because I just believe and I know that he's around me yeah well, I guess that, like, brings us to, like, before we wrap up, I just wanted to, uh, like, I wanted to talk about a bit of an update with your grief and with the bubba and, like, how you're feeling and how how you're feeling post the one year. Um, I think where I'm at now is, yeah, I, I feel like my... I'm so... Ex- I'm nesting. I'm so excited about Bubba Chump to come. Um... I am very aware that in having our baby and fulfilling our dream and doing what we always wanted to do, that I am adding like more levels, obviously like so much happiness to come because this is my life now. Like this is going to be the best thing I've ever done. But also I know I'm adding so many extra elements around grief, like things that I will then have to go through. Like it's not just like I can never just dust my hands off this okay, Chumpy's gone, now I'm over it, I'm okay. Like that will just never yeah, happen. No. I'm, I'm, I'm having a baby which is going to be the most beautiful thing ever and bittersweet in that it's always going to create more trauma here and there. Like, you know, the first moments Bub's coming into the world, just imagine, I don't like, I just oh, I can't I imagine. I thinking about it over and over and over again. I always say to Paul, like, do you know what like is going to go down in there? Like that is just those moments and that energy and that, what's going to happen in that room where you give birth to the baby, it's like Finally I can't gonna get to hold our crazy. little egg. Like gives, me, gives me like oh, goosebumps no. thinking about those moments and like finding out the sex of the baby and like it's crazy. Like I, I'm so, so excited for you. can't believe I'm finally going to get to hold the little egg in my arms and it's just like going to be the best moment in the world and the moment that we've been hoping for and he's not going to be there and, that moment and just bringing the bub up and um so every day crazy. i go to the beach and i see guys walking along the beach with their chicks and the the guys carrying the baby in the the thing on his chest and the girls got the dog or whatever and chum and i always used to walk along the beach and see that and he'd be like i can't wait to have the bub like 
on in a little co- cocoon oh. in my little like in the little ergo baby thingy. And I'm just like, yeah, like you'll be that fucking hot. I can't wait for you to have our kid and like also rummy and like just like all the shit, like all the little fluffies and and babies hanging off you and it's hard. It's hard. Like, I mean, it's like when you see a pregnant person, Chloe, when I see a dad with a baby, it fucking kills me. And and it's not – I'm so happy for that person. Like, it's just just really – it's – yeah. And it's not a – it's not a pity party here. Like it's not like yeah. oh I'm so this is so unfair like it is fucking unfair but it's not it's not that I'm just always thinking about me and why am I doing this alone I want to do this I, this is my choice and I can't wait to do this and I'm very aware I'm doing it on my own my 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 grief is for Chump mainly like he's missing out on being the dad like it's hard for me to see dads with their babies knowing how good he would have been and he's missing out like it's more my grief is for him not for me I'm not. I'm not a pity party here. It's it's that I can't. It's really hard to swallow the fact that he's he's missing this. He deserves this this time. He wanted yeah. this, and he would have been the best dad. But yeah, like think about like the the birthdays, the first birthdays, all the little milestones, like the first word and the first mm. steps, and like everything that I guess I'll just I'll just be like wanting to call him and talk to him and. Like he'll just be missing those things, but he won't be. He won't be missing those things because he's gonna be there. But yeah. it's just like I know I'm embarking on this crazy fucking journey, and it's just gonna be the the happiness and the joy around this baby. Like I'm saving my own life. I'm saving Chumpy's life in a sense that I'm bringing part of him back. Um, and then I guess saving this child's life because I'm going to give this baby the best life in the world and I'm going to try and be the best mum in the entire world. So having yeah. this child and the joy that it's going to bring will always override any sort of pain and grief I'm feeling, but the two have to coexist. And, yeah, um, yeah I think it's just it's going to be the most beautiful, crazy thing ever. And I I talk about it. I just can't believe it's my life. Like I feel like I'm telling you about a movie that I've seen or something. I just, I can't believe this is me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, sorry. <laughs> it's going to be. I hate being on the other side of this fucking computer screen right now. <laughs> it's funny because, like, like, I, I it's until, until you start to unravel and talk about it out loud, like, yeah, the emotions just come up and you realise like, wow, I'm embarking on something crazy, amazing, so beautiful, the best thing I'll ever do, what we were always going to do. Um, and I have no doubts about what I'm – like what I'm doing is the best thing ever. I, I yeah, I just – I know that I, – I know it's not going to be a walk in the park. I know it's going to be difficult and and I'm, I'm here for it. I, I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to – You're going to dominate it. You're going to be the best mum yeah. ever. I don't, yeah, and, like, people must look at me and be like, wow, like, does she know what she's in for? Like, motherhood's fucked. It's hard. Rah, rah, she's doing this alone. Like, I don't – I'm not here thinking it's rainbows and butterflies. I'm very aware of, you know, the, what I'm embarking on. Yeah, but it's also, and- like, it's, you're not really going to be alone. Like, you've got the baby and you and the baby are going to be that's, – that's, that's, that's your little team. Like, if the baby wasn't there, then you would be alone, yeah. I know, exactly. Chumpy, like, you, you feel like- him around, but, like, it's essentially, like you said, saving your life too. The the worst thing that could you could have ever imagined happened, like the worst thing in my 
that I ever could have thought to happen in my entire life has happened. But the best thing has come of it. Do you know? Like there literally could not be a better thing to come out of this. Like I, apart from Trumpy coming back and walking this world, earth and standing foot right in front of me and be like, hey, I'm here. Can I have a hug? I love you. I'm being fucking right in front of my face. This is the next best thing that could possibly happen. And it's like the full circle of life is happening right before my eyes. Like a piece of half of him is coming, but half of me and half of him is inside my belly growing together right now. And yeah, it's like hey, literally I'm makes so me so happy and warm and fuzzy. I so emotional, but so just so over overjoyed with this. I cannot wait to meet this Bubba. <laughs> Wow, we love you, Bubba Chomp. You're going to be the most loved little baby in the community. I feel like, Elle, if you ever need babysitters, you're not going to have to go far because every second person is going to be putting their hand up. <laughs> there and will not you're be going to, a no, shortage. You ain't no, there'll be no shortage of babysitters, that's for sure. Um, but that wraps up this week's episode. So next week we're actually going to talk about a hot topic that lots of people have been writing in and I'm going to have to remember, but my wedding. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be a full episode on all wedding chat from top to bottom and all the details for the Fisher wedding. And how to plan a wedding and lots of tips if you've just been engaged and things like that. Hopefully COVID leaves the, yeah. the country and the all world. All of our friends so are currently cancelling canceling their weddings. but um, Sucks, anyway, but I'll try and give as many good tips as possible. Uh,